When it was first announced, I had pretty much zero interest in Star Wars The Bad Batch, but this past week, I binge-watched the entire first season, and I have to say, I was completely wrong to sleep on this show. So, on this episode, I'll explain exactly why The Bad Batch is not just for kids, not just for super fans obsessed with canon, and why if you simply like Star Wars, well, you'll like this show too. It's coming up in just a minute. Welcome to the Royish Good Looks Podcast, episode number 23. My name is Roy, and thank you for joining me. This is the show where I usually talk about my journey as a musician and YouTuber and other behind-the-scenes goodness, but today we're going to talk just about Star Wars. So set your blasters to stun, have your chain codes ready, and let's jump into it. If you haven't seen any of Star Wars The Bad Batch yet, this episode isn't going to be spoilery, and it's not even really going to be a review, so don't worry. It's going to be more of my story and my experience with Star Wars TV shows in general. I'm going to go and guess, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, it's because you either don't have the time for a new show, because none of us do, really, or you probably think it's just skippable because Star Wars is more about the live-action stuff, the movies, and now The Mandalorian. That's the important Star Wars stuff, right? And I kind of fall into both of those camps myself. There is just far too much TV to keep up with, and there's starting to be too much Star Wars to keep up with, too. And I had never seen any of the animated Star Wars shows in their entirety up until this past week. So why did I decide to rip the Band-Aid off and binge the Bad Batch? Well, to answer that, we have to go back. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! Rewind to fall of 2008. The Force Unleashed video game had just come out, which we played religiously in my college dorm room. And Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series, was coming to Cartoon Network. I was excited to see it. At the time, there wasn't a ton of new Star Wars stuff, so you had to see it. And the first few episodes were fun, but it didn't become a show that I needed to obsess over. At the time, I was obsessed with shows like Prison Break and Lost and 24. And The Clone Wars was more cute than epic, bingeable content, in my opinion. So I was okay catching an episode here or there. But since it didn't seem like required watching, I didn't really keep up with it. Now, probably for the last five years straight, my best friend and host of the Krypton to Alderaan podcast, Joey, has been telling me over and over how great the Clone Wars animated series is, how I've been missing out this whole time. There is definitely a subset of Star Wars fans that will defend the Clone Wars like nobody's business. Joey is no exception to that. If only I had a nickel for every time he's brought it up. But there are seven seasons of that show. And I know it's only a half an hour long, 
but it seems like there's a lot to catch up on. And I've honestly tried a few times to get into it, but it's just never stuck. At least for me, it's really hard starting from the very beginning of that series to kind of keep the momentum going through. But I have seen a fair bit of the Clone Wars on and off. And same thing with Star Wars Rebels. I would catch random episodes on TV very occasionally. That was another show that when it came out, I didn't jump on the bandwagon, and now I'm far behind. Fast forward a bit and cue The Mandalorian, which to me was on a totally different plane than these animated series. It seemed much more like it was required to watch The Mandalorian versus The Clone Wars or Rebels. I guess because it's live action, I know that's a judge the book by the cover sort of thing, but... For it being the first live-action Star Wars show, that it was another can't-miss moment in Star Wars history, and it seemed a little bit more worthy of obsessing over. And of course I did. I even wrote three songs about it. This is the way, this is the way, until my dying day. This is the way, hear me when I say, this is the way, the way, this is the way. So, very slight spoiler alert for The Mandalorian Season 2, if you haven't seen it yet. During the second season, I started to think that The Mandalorian would be more enjoyable if I took the time to check out some episodes from The Clone Wars and Rebels. They're all set in slightly different time periods, but it was clear that they were trying to connect The Mandalorian with these animated series. In episode three, the heiress were introduced to another Mandalorian, Bo-Katan. She gives Din a very brief history of Death Watch. And later on in the season, the Darksaber becomes another pivotal plot point. So there was this extra Mandalorian history that they drop on you. And even though I hadn't seen every episode, I knew that Bo-Katan had arcs in the Clone Wars and Rebels. And so did the Darksaber and Death Watch. So those few story elements pretty much solidified that the animated series would now be required viewing to me because I wanted to know everything about the Mandalorians. It's probably the coolest thing about that show is they're relatively new characters to the average casual Star Wars fan. And that makes them exciting. Kind of like when you first hear about the Clone Wars, and the Jedi from Obi-Wan in A New Hope. You're like, man, that sounds cool. I want to know more about that. And it turns out there are only about 12 episodes between the Clone Wars and Rebels that relate to all of this Mandalorian stuff. So I queued them all up and binged them in an afternoon. And if you're looking to do the same, I've listed all the episodes in the description in the show notes of this podcast. I think The Mandalorian did a pretty good job of sprinkling in Bo-Katan in some of this Mandalorian history, but with this idea of things being required to watch, I always wonder, you know, will I totally understand what the heck is going on in The Mandalorian or other live-action Star Wars stuff? If I'm not up to date, then am I missing out? Maybe that's the brilliance of it because they did kind of trick me in to going back and checking out these other shows. 
And having done that, I can say that, yeah, the more canon you consume, the more of the Star Wars universe you'll understand. Those 12 random Clone Wars and Rebel episodes absolutely made me appreciate Mandalorian Season 2 even more. Plus, they got me excited for what might be coming in the future. I am really excited to see more of the Mandalorian history, how they resolve the Darksaber fiasco, if they go back to Mandalore. And I think there's going to be quite a cultural shock when it turns out to be a Grogu light season. But that's a story for another podcast. I might suggest Krypton to Alderaan's recent episode about Mandalorian season three theories. And speaking of Grogu, let's take a quick break and listen to a sneak peek of this month's Patreon bonus track, Baby Yoda. He's a mystery to you and me. What's his deal? He's adorable and he shines like Beskar steel. He's powerful in ways you cannot understand. And you'll fall in love when he smiles and waves his hands because he's cute as a button and 50 years old. I want to know, I want to know, baby. would like to hear the whole song i will send it directly to you when you sign up for my patreon at the bonus tracks tier and not only that but every month you'll get new bonus songs from me plus patrons get all sorts of other perks when you sign up you'll be helping support me this show and my music so if you like any of those things sign up at patreon.com slash royish good looks thank you to all of my current patrons And let's get back to the show. So we're halfway through this episode. What about the Bad Batch, Roy? Well, like I said, I was not really chomping at the bit for this show. I tried watching the last season of The Clone Wars because there was so much hype around that. And of course, they introduced the Bad Batch characters in that season. And at first, I just thought they were too zany and too silly. And I think I only got four episodes into the season before giving up, which is kind of funny since I've already seen episodes nine and 10 through my Mandalorian history binge. So I'm pretty much halfway through the last season of Clone Wars, I guess. But anyways, that finally brings us to the Bad Batch. There were a few things that tipped the scales to get me to finally watch it. First, there was all the exposure therapy, hearing about it from my best friend. So, thanks a lot, Joey. It's working. It's working! It's working! I was also thinking that maybe jumping in to some new Star Wars stories would actually inspire me with new song ideas. Or, at the very least, it'd just be something fun to talk about here on the show. Either way, I'm just ready for new Star Wars. So I gave it a shot, and it was a really easy binge. 
It's only 16 episodes, and they're maybe 24 minutes long if you skip the credits. I watched it all on my laptop with headphones, and I love zoning in on stuff with headphones, mixing, and music especially, but I've never really watched a TV show or a movie in this way, and it actually made the whole experience so much more epic than it would have been had I just watched it on my TV with the wimpy built-in speakers. It wasn't quite like being in the movie theater, but it definitely was the next best thing. So I found myself sucked into a lot of the production, as you might imagine. The musical score is classic Star Wars to me, and there are some really tasteful callbacks to themes you'll either recognize flat out or will feel really familiar. One of the standout elements to me was the music for Crosshair. It's not really a theme. It's more like a sound. There's this fat synthesizer they use whenever he's gearing up to do some evil empire stuff. And I thought that was really cool. And there were so many other little moments when my ears perked up with the sound effects. Like, hey, that's the sound from this scene in this other film. I remember hearing the sound effects from the speeder bikes in Return of the Jedi a lot. And maybe that's a cheap kind of nostalgia kick, but I love that kind of stuff. And side note here, the sound designer for The Bad Batch, David W. Collins, he just did an interview on Star Wars Explained. I'll link it in the description in the show notes. It was a really interesting behind-the-scenes insight on the sound design for Bad Batch and a bunch of other Star Wars stuff. He's clearly a huge music nerd, a huge audio nerd. And he also has a podcast called The Soundtrack Show, where he breaks down the music of Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Lord of the Rings, and tons of other stuff. And I just started binging that too, and it's totally awesome. So he is my new hero, and you should check him out too. But anyways, back to Bad Batch. The visuals of this show, I know that it's an animated series, but it just looks incredible. They use the 16 by 9 aspect ratio, so it feels cinematic right from the get-go, but there's all these little things like the dust and the lighting and the shadows and the depth of every scene. Like, when they're flying in a shuttle, you see the windshield and the way that light would actually hit the characters as if they were really filming it. It's just so incredibly detailed for an animated show And even though the characters are still sort of blocky in their overall design, they seem much more lively than they were in the original run of The Clone Wars. I don't know if I'm remembering it wrong or not, but either way, the show looks great. It sounds great. They definitely don't skimp on the production side of things, but they're not just stacking the deck with all the bells and the whistles. The story is classic Star Wars 2. You have this outcasted character, Omega. She's trying to find where she fits in and discovering that the world is a lot bigger than she realized. In a lot of ways, the Bad Batch show is less about the actual Bad Batch and more about Omega. It feels very similar to how Grogu kind of steals the show from The Mandalorian, and that dynamic just works really well. The whole master and apprentice sort of thing. And what I think is really interesting 
is I don't think anyone suggested an Omega song yet. I have to say that she is on the top of my list of songs that I would like to crack. There is so much more story with her than with something like Hello There. I'm not making any promises, but we'll see. The Bad Batch is also a bit of a tragic story since it takes place right after Revenge of the Sith. There's this turning of the tables. You get to see the rise of the Empire and how they take control of the galaxy. There's a lot of cool little scenes where they show the stormtrooper armor starting to evolve or ships starting to look more like they do in the original trilogy. To be expected, there are a few sort of side quest stories, but most of the episodes build on that larger Star Wars universe. There's a new planet in pretty much every episode, all of which have awesome shots of the Bad Batch's ship jumping out of hyperspace and approaching the planets, which is probably one of my favorite things of all time in Star Wars. That moment when you're flying over a new planet and you land in its funky spaceport. Or like in Rogue One, where they're flying over those fallen Jedi statues. I love stuff like that. So I don't want to spoil too much or review the show in its entirety. I do want to say that I went into the show with zero expectations. I wasn't hoping it was going to blow my mind. I wasn't looking for reasons to get bent out of shape over plot points or the dialogue or whatever. I just sat down like a normal dude and watched the show for fun. And as stupid as that sounds, I have to remind myself that, yeah, that's how you should watch Star Wars, you dummy. It's supposed to be fun, and it doesn't matter if it's animated or live action. That's way besides the point. All of the things that I enjoyed about The Bad Batch were things that I enjoyed when I first saw Star Wars. So I can confidently say that if you like Star Wars, you're going to find something to enjoy about The Bad Batch. It's really as simple as that. All right. If you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to show your support, then consider signing up for my Patreon page. Bonus track patrons will get Baby Yoda, the acoustic version, this month. And you can get a ton of other cool perks, like ad-free episodes of the podcast. You can ask me anything through Q&A threads every month. Star Wars, songwriting, recording, YouTube, you name it, and I might even answer you on the show. Of course, I'll send you unreleased bonus songs every month. I'll check out your art, music, podcast, whatever you make, and give you my personal feedback. And you can even get your name listed as a producer on new podcasts and videos. So it's a whole community, and I'd love for you to be a part of it. Plus, you'll be helping support this show and my music. If any of that sounds good to you, sign up at patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. Otherwise, just give me a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at royishgoodlooks. Join our private Facebook group called Royish Good Looks. And whenever you're listening to the show, share the podcast episodes in your feeds and tag me. I really appreciate the support. I can't do it without you. So thank you for listening today, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care. Take care.